And welcome back to Across the Track Podcast. I am your host, Isaac Yen. Today we're going to discuss a couple topics here. We're going to talk about Alta Club. We're going to talk about the Phoenix race. And we're also going to touch on this whole Corona deal with NASCAR and all sports in general and what my thoughts are on this. So without further ado, we'll jump right into Auto Club, where if you've kind of watched this week and, the, you know, this this last week with Phoenix and then obviously the week before with Auto Club, you kind of see some of the, the same names popping up that you've kind of saw all year. Uh, Alex Bowman, he ran really well. Um, Chase Elliott, then he did pretty good. Um, Joey, he finished 12th. Martin finished 14th. Uh, Kyle Busch finished second. Jimmy Johnson finished in the top 10 again. Uh, just he kind of, I guess for, for me at least, and I don't know how you guys feel, but for me, I kind of, I kind of had a good idea on, uh, who I thought was going to be able to run really well at Auto Club, and I wasn't I wasn't really surprised by anybody. Besides Alex Bowman, he had a really strong car. Hendrick cars have been really good all year long. Um, but with that being said, there's kind of a narrative that I need to touch on here, which is there's been talks that you know Hendrick has surpassed everybody because they're just running really good this year. And I, and I don't, I don't see that. And I, I've saw a couple different uh, people say that. And also I've saw some media talk uh, about that. And I don't think they're honestly, in, in my opinion, I don't think they're a step ahead. I think they're right there with Ford, but I do feel that Toyota is just a little, a little, a little bit behind Though, and maybe this is I have this is because I have bias towards Toyota because I'm a Kyle Busch fan, but I don't feel that what you see now with Toyota is what you're going to see towards the end of the year come race, let's say thirty to thirty six or even twenty five to thirty six. I think what you're going to see is. And what you have saw is a lot of adjustments by Toyotas in race to get them up to towards the front. But also with another point to that, Martin Trucks has just had a lot of bad bricks. And, I, and I'll go into that more with the Phoenix race. But it just seems like they've just tried to push that car just a little too much all year. And they've ended up in the back and he's worked his way up to the front. And, you know, you talk about Kyle Busch, he hasn't ran to his expectations, but he's told you every race that he doesn't feel like he's got a top car yet, but they've worked on it during the race and they've made it a lot better than what it is. And maybe he's made it, he's pushed that car a little bit further because of the driver that he is. And he has given you a better result at the end of the race than what it should have been. Some people would probably argue that and say, no, Kyle's right where he's supposed to be with the type of car he has. I, for one, 
I watched him, you know, let's put quotations around this, struggle from stage one to two, which by struggling I mean right there on the brink of the top ten or just right inside it, which to Kyle isn't, that's not sufficient, that's not what he wants, to then working his way up to be a top five car. And for me, as a fan, I, I like that because I've, I've watched his cars and I don't think they're anything special. I don't think that they're giving everything that they want. But also, you got to think, for Toyota, there's kind of a, you could say, a complacency aspect to it because of the fact that they won 19 races last year as a whole. You're not going to have that a whole lot. And I think they kind of looked at it and goes, well, Chevrolet was the only one to change up their car. We did really well last year. I think we can compete with a new car. I'm not saying they didn't make any changes, but I don't think they're as aggressive as they have been in the past. And I think they're seeing that that maybe wasn't the right choice to be going after. And they probably should have been a little bit more aggressive. But, hey, you know, it's still early in the season. And I think they'll f- turn turn it around. I mean, they already have one win as a whole. Denny Hamlin with the 500. And, you know, Kyle's ran in the top five. And Martin's been right there with him. And Denny's kind of – he's been in and out. You know, uh, pick your race on where he's been. And we can discuss that. But – uh yeah, so I'm not to go on a Toyota rant, but I think that needed to be touched on. Uh, now going to uh, Phoenix, and we saw Joey Logano win that race. We kind of all, if you watched that race, you saw the guys who were going to run up there and the guys who wasn't. And for me... I felt that uh, Joey, he had a a really good car. Um, Kyle Larson had a a really good car. I think he, you know, he is starting to maybe trend upward, and I'm I'm hoping for for his sake that he uh, he can kind of get that ball rolling because I I really like Kyle. Kyle Larson, uh, Chase Elliott, man, if not for some, some pit faulting there, you know, you could argue that he might've been right there for it. Um, Eric Almarola, another top 10. We saw Cole Custer getting a top 10 that, and you know, that's all kind of how that race fell out. Uh, Kevin Harvick and what, really surprised me with this race and I guess how do I put that I guess maybe not surprised me it just kind of shocked me how far they got out was you know your two Phoenix drivers or your two your two lead guys at Phoenix got way ahead out from the rest of the pack. I mean, just totally separated. 
And you don't usually see that a whole. Phoenix, uh, you can you've sold that before, and you saw Kevin Harvick just take a race and dominate it. But I don't think you saw it in the fashion that you sold this week. Um, you could say that that was a uh, Ford Ford driven race. There was a lot of Fords towards the front, but. People could make the argument, too, as many as Fords there were, there are just as many Chevys. So back to what I was just saying, you know, I think Ford and Chevrolet are both have an edge on Toyota. How big of an edge? I don't know, but uh, I th- I do think that they, they have an edge. And I hope for being a fan's sake of Kyle's that Toyota gets it together. But I, th- I definitely think they will. Um, with all that being said, let's go into this next race, which is Atlanta. Um, I believe that you're going to see kind of a deal with Phoenix where you got a couple guys that's going to run up towards the front who are going to take a hold of this race. They're going to dominate it. And... I'm going to follow the trend that I've saw really all year. And I'm going to say Toyota still isn't there yet, but I think they'll have two guys finishing the top 10. Um, I think though, this is going to be a back to back week where you see Ford really dominate. I know Kevin Harvick has a good, has good runs at Atlanta. I think, I think Joey, I hate saying this because I'm not a Joey Logano fan, but Joey just looks different with, having a different crew chief. He just, he seems like he's in positions to win when he might've not have been in previous years. Um, I also think a guy to be watching for is a Brad Kozlowski. Um, I think Chase will be right there. You might see a Matthew Bedetto be up towards the front too. He's, he's had a really strong year so far. I think that was a great move him going in the 21. I know, like talking with Dennis before and then some other guys, there wasn't really big on him going into that 21 car. But if anything showed through these first couple races is the fact that Matthew was taking that 95 car that Chris Christopher Bell is running now, and he's made he made that look 10 times better than what it was. And I think him getting into that Wood Brothers car and you see what he's doing now, you go, oh man, this guy's got some talent. And you had people all over the sport. Well, guys in Toyota, you had Dale Earnhardt Jr. You've you've had people say, this guy, if he gets into a car, you better watch out for him. Um, someone that I didn't mention before on the last couple of races that I failed, failed to talk about Actually, we can go back to even the every every race this year. Um, two guys that I need to touch on because I haven't. Um, one is Jimmy Johnson. I think this whole change in the Chevrolets has done something for him. And also, I think this being his last year, I think has really, really lit that fire. And it makes him realize that 
I still got this. I can still run with the best of them. I think the way he looks this year, he looks like he could run for another three or four years. And may, maybe that's just that that last little gas on the fire to keep it going. I, I don't I don't know, but I I think Jimmy has looked phenomenal. Um I have a bet with Dennis that he we bet that he wouldn't win two or more races this year. Um I'm not very confident about that bet because just how how much better he looked from last year to this year. And then the other guy that I need to touch on because he gets forgotten a lot, but I think he's not going to be forgotten anymore with Team Penske is Ryan Blaney. Ryan has ran so well this year. He's had some misfortunes that have put him in bad positions to not be there, but Good God, this this guy looks like if if Roger Pinsky ever you ever question how he runs that team, you better just throw that out the window now because that team looks as all three of them. Brad looks pretty much as as Brad always is. You know, he always takes a car that uh, isn't maybe as well as the cars around him, and he places it well. But the other two guys, I think, even though Joey, you know, won a championship, and oh, now I'm blanking. I want to say 18, but yeah, 18. Um, even though he uh, he he won that, it's still last year he didn't really look as good. And then now, you know, you have Ryan who just, and he's third year, just he looks phenomenal. And I think you have to chalk that up to having a good crew chief to go in and making the changes that they need to make. Maybe, like I was talking with Jimmy, maybe it lit that fire under those guys' asses and they – got everything going and I mean Penske has looked really well this year and you can't chalk it up to any big changes Ford made because they really didn't make any and and if you start looking around at the other teams like with Stuart Haas you know it's Kevin Harvick like it's always been and Matthew Bedadetto that's well good and then it's the Penske drivers and that's it. You're not seeing these other guys who, you know, haven't looked really good or haven't looked even okay making better runs. I mean, Clint Boyer had a good week last week, but Clint hasn't surprised anybody on where he's ran. And you're like, oh, my gosh, Clint Boyer's up there towards the front. Or Cole Custer. I know he's a rookie, but, you know, Cole's not running up there towards the front. And you know, making any moves. He did just get a top 10 finish, but he hasn't impressed me at all. And then another guy I almost forgot about, and I wanted to talk about him because he ran so well. And if you want to put it there towards the end, he would have been right up there in probably the top 10 somewhere. Is, uh, is Tyler Reddick. And uh, the other day I had this conversation. Actually, it was this last Monday. Uh, 
I posed a question to Dennis and I said, would you have said, you know, three, four races into the season that Kyle Red- or Kyle- Tyler Reddick looked the best out of all the rookie drivers? What would, you know, what would be your thought right now? And he would, he told me, I would have never guessed that. He said he would have thought it would have been Cole Custer or Christopher Bell leaning more towards Christopher Bell being the rookie that was standing out. And it hasn't been. Tyler has looked so much better than I thought he would. And I'm I'm not big on RCR right now because I, I feel like they just don't have a grasp on what's going on in NASCAR. But, man, does Tyler Reddick make him look so much better than what they actually are. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm at with all that that past, past news there. Um, I want to say that I'm so happy for NASCAR fans and for the Ryan Newman family. And seeing him back out there this week and last week, it's awesome. Um, I don't. I didn't get to listen to his interview on the Today Show, but I hope. I hope that he's getting ready to get back into a car. I'm sure he's chomping at the bit. He's telling him that he wants to be back in there. Um, you just don't see stuff like that every day, and I can't. I guess I can't say this enough. When I watched that wreck happen, it just it kept taking me back to when I was a kid and I saw Senior hit the wall and just a whole, how that all played out. It just, oh, man, it gave me an eerie feeling. And it was just how everything played out, too. It just just really eerie to, to what I witnessed as a, as a kid. So thankful to see him walk away and be able to see his – little girls again and to be able to already be back and doing stuff in the shop and trying to help out the team as much as he can. That's just, that's a team player. That's a guy who loves racing, loves NASCAR. And, you know, maybe he isn't finishing and winning, finishing the top 10, top five and winning a bunch of races, but gosh, darn it. That guy, he's a, he's a racer. And, you know, I don't know what his future holds. I don't know if he knows what his future holds, but I hope in some shape or form, he's part of NASCAR for the long haul and he's there for many more years to come. And if not, I hope he's in a local dirt track car, just tearing it up because that man needs, he wants to race. He needs to race. I think it's part of him. And uh, that's, that's my little spiel on, on Ryan Newman. I'm not a fanboy by any means, but he's just, from everything I've ever read and what I see week to week, he's just a solid guy. Now to the Corona stuff, Corona, the coronavirus. So as we've probably all, every, anybody that listens to this has all heard that for the next two races, NASCAR is going to be running without any fans there. Whether you dislike this, agree with it, what have you, this is what you need to understand. This is about the drivers not getting sick to where they got to be quarantined 
for two weeks. This is about the fans not spreading around some whatever virus, the symptoms and that for anybody to get this. Obviously, I think if everybody's seeing this, I think it's starting to become a more serious deal. I know people feel like it's getting blown out of proportion. And trust me, I think just as much as anybody else does, I think it is a little bit blown out of proportion. But if people are making the type of moves that they're making now, I mean, we, we've seen the, you know, the bird flu and stuff like that. And they didn't, it wasn't doing nothing like they are with this coronavirus. And so I got to feel that there's something about it that we're totally missing on. If you believe that this isn't all necessary. And you know what? I know NASCAR has a problem with attendance and, you know, you talk about tickets, blah, 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 but there's still, as of, as of today, this is Thursday, the Thursday, the the 12th, they have not canceled the race. Now you saw all other sports. They've canceled pretty much any of their activities that they have going on with them. Now, you know, NBA is going to be out for two weeks. Um, the MLB has totally canceled all the spring games that they had left and opening day has been pushed back two weeks. Like we're all seeing this all play out. NFL teams are pulling their scout guys from traveling. Um, there's talks that I just saw before I came on here that they don't even know about the draft, but they think it's going to be safe. Like there's some legitimate stuff that's going on. So for NASCAR fans, man, be happy you can still go home and watch it on TV. And and yes, it sucks for the guys that had tickets to go to that race. And I hope they reimburse them and give them something, you know, something cool to go with that. But hey, just be happy that we get to watch it because there's a lot of fans of other sports that aren't going to be able to watch their sport. Um, that's about it for this week, guys. I keep saying that I'm going to do a weekly one um i'm really i promise you i'm giving it my best effort it just sometimes it doesn't work out like that i've i've got a lot going on at work and with the little one when he decides that uh he doesn't want dad to do a podcast i've tried you know i tried to do one and it didn't work out very well with him so it is what it is i i'm promise you I'm getting on here as much as I possibly can to put out some content. Um, we just got added to a bunch of different uh, providers that where you can go find uh, podcast at Spotify was one. I got some other ones that uh, I know was added to. I've got to figure out how to get it out there and get it on those. So I'm going to try my best to do that. Um, I say this every week. And I haven't got any feedback yet. I need feedback, guys. I need you to tell me what you think. I know there's a couple people that I text and ask them after they listen to my podcast what they think. And I'm not getting anything. Like, I need some I need some feedback. I need some stuff that you guys want me to put on here. Whether it be if you want me to do some fantasy talk or certain drivers you want me to touch on that I don't talk about every week, please Give me some info. I need the info. I want to make this the best podcast I possibly can, but I can't do that without my viewers' feedback. All right, that's it. And until next time, I'm Isaac Young.